Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained and our podcast First Tempo. Today, I'm very glad to uh, welcome as our guest, Maximilian Thaler, the setter of the Austrian national team and the setter of Montana Volley. Max, thank you for being a guest in First Tempo. Hello, and uh, thanks for having me. Um, first of all, let's start from the start of your career, because we all know that Austria is not that popular, uh, famous with, uh, with volleyball. You're much more famous with uh, winter sports, for example. So how did your career start and how did you choose volleyball? Uh, yeah, this is very true. Winter sport is very big in Austria. And I have to say, actually, that I don't know how to ski. So I'm like the 1% <laughs> of my country who doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, um, I actually started my sports career in, in tennis and football and at some point at the local volleyball club there was a first league team. Uh, when I was 10 years old my mother said that I should also try this because I had a lot of energy so she just uh, signed me up there for volleyball and I fell in love with the sport so quickly and uh, yeah stayed with it and yeah, I guess the main reason was that there was a quite decent club close to me, like 10 minutes driving. Yeah. Yeah. And you started, I believe you ha- you, you've been uh, uh, six years in this Austrian club and then and then uh, went, uh, you went abroad, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, I started playing volleyball with 10 years, so it was 2004 and I went in the first league, uh, it was, I think... 2010-11 or something like this and yeah my first year abroad was the season 13-14 I think in Poitiers France yeah mm-hmm. and so uh, I believe I checked I checked that you've been a teammate there with the brother of Irving Gapet I believe right yes exactly yeah he was <laughs> also there and yeah it was nice to be on court with him he's similar to his brother well not that good of a player, but still cra- crazy ideas somehow and interesting volleyball. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're they're playing uh, now together in uh, in uh, in Modena, of course. Uh, mm. But let's let's uh, start talking about about Montana because uh, this is not your first stay here in in Montana because you you've been part of the team also in uh, two seasons ago 2019 uh, 20 i believe if 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 i'm if i am correct two seasons so, ago yes. yeah uh, so uh, how did you contact montana or how montana did contact you actually the first time the first time i was more like a, a joker i we had first the european championships the first time that austria ever um, by their own powers qualified which was huge and yeah we were practicing a lot and uh, I had actually kind of a burnout from volleyball so I thought okay I will sign somewhere a bit later so I didn't have a club from the beginning of the season and uh, my the agent I had back then a guy from Romania uh, he found uh, the connection to Montana he worked with a Bulgarian agent I don't know his name and um, said, listen, here is a decent club in a decent league with a, in a country with huge volleyball tradition. And yeah, uh, I actually didn't hesitate long to come here because I know that uh, the people here take things seriously. And this was exactly how, how it was when I came here. And yeah. 
Yeah, is there any difference between between the first period here, your first period here, and now, uh, for example, the, in the in the first uh, in the first season of yours in Montana, uh, the season has been stopped due to the COVID uh, COVID pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So we had our last game, I think, 11 of March, and then the whole coronavirus pandemic started. Um, yeah, so I was there just a very short time and I liked uh, every second of it so much. And I thought also, I, I had the feeling I'm not done here somehow. There's still, we didn't play playoffs and something like this. And um, But to answer your question, if anything is different, no, I feel it's it's quite the same. I think maybe the level of the league even rose a bit now with Keba having such a good team and plays two to seven with very, very, uh, very tight and very good teams. Um, maybe the league changed a bit because now there are 16 teams, so there are more uh, games against weaker opponents. Um, this wasn't so much like that the last time, but from the other yeah. perspectives, um, it's quite the same, yeah. Yeah, actually, actually, that was that was my uh, my uh, next question. Uh, how do you compare the the level of the league? Because I also agree that, especially in the last three four years, that the level is uh, uh, is raising in the Bulgarian league. But how do you compare the level of uh, the level of the Bulgarian league in comparison to uh, to the leagues you have played before? Because you played in two teams in Romania, in also in Greece, and of course in Austria and uh, and uh, France. Yeah, the, the level is good. Um, I believe it's even better than Greece, although Greece might have a better name. I mean, they had their good years with a very good money and everything, but yeah, this period is a bit gone, I feel. And in Greece, there are really just four really competitive good teams, but also Heba showed that they can beat Olympiakos. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, in my opinion, the, this league has more quality teams, just, yeah. And also compared to Romania, um, I think it's also better. Romania gets uh, good foreigners because they can also pay decently. Um, but what I like here so much about this league is that the, the clubs, they are really dedicated. I mean, Levski fully, but to... Uh, develop young players and they give young players a chance and you can really see that these guys will play somewhere abroad for in in really good leagues um and this is for example not the case in austria in austria the clubs they look a bit more after themselves and there is not such a huge tradition in volleyball it's a bit different the sport doesn't have a huge value and um yeah from this perspective the austrian league is not that good, of course. There's also not that much of money, which is for some people maybe a bit uh, weird that in Austria there is no money, but yeah, sports just doesn't have the value. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, your comeback against Levski because we are now uh, in the in the semifinals in the Bulgarian League. You lost the first game uh, against Levski in your uh, uh home hole in in montana and then you were you were losing uh zero to two against levski in their hole and then the comeback started and you actually won six sets in a row and uh, a place in the in the in the semi-final but my question is mostly concentrated on what happened in sofia because 
You didn't start the match. Uh, Stefan Georgiev started the match as a, as an opposite, but then in the third set you entered the game together with uh, Luboslav Simeonov, and uh, you changed everything actually. So my question is the following: because both Julien and uh, Luboslav are playing with the left hand, but how are their styles different from your perspective as a setter? Because because that 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 uh, for sure changed uh, changed everything in this game. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so in the first game, uh, we just didn't have a good day. Uh, we were not surprised that they played well. Uh, we just had a bad day with bad surf, which is usually like our biggest asset. We have I don't know in the top ten of best servers. There are three times the Montana. With Chavtarov, uh, with Georgiev, with uh, also uh, Simeonov, and um, yeah, this didn't work out for us. Uh, so yeah, we were kind of shocked, and this somehow continued in the second game in Sofia as well. Um, they played very, very well. Um, these young guys from Levski, they can play on a really high level. But yeah, like we saw now yesterday, they can also make. Uh, uh, mistakes at the end when it's getting tight because yesterday we were actually we were feeling that we were better that we have to win this at the end we were just playing against the young guys and then it was still very tough for us we made it hard for ourselves um, but yeah this comeback in Levski was uh, in Sofia was great and it gave us a lot of energy and spirit and um, yeah it was mainly actually Ljuboslav Simonov that made the difference uh, because he didn't get so much play time and um, yeah he just managed to score almost everything and uh, yeah it was really great to come like this from the bench and I feel like also he and me we both had a lot of anger in ourselves because we were losing and just watching your team lose and you can't do anything uh, so we had a great connection from this perspective as well. And yeah, to answer your uh, question about the player style, yeah, Georgiev, uh, Zhu and uh, Ljubo, they are different players. Ljubo is, uh, in my opinion, a bit more a skillful, compact volleyball player where I can set the ball a bit faster and he finds the holes, he finds the ankles, he, he tips, he has the... The soft touch he has the yeah he has these skills and Ju is more uh, like a super physical player jumping high spiking hard, which is probably a, a very good asset to have as an as an opposite, but yeah in the game in Sofia Ju didn't manage to pass the block Gotsev was catching him all the time and um, yeah and then Ju entered and he made the difference he did exactly what we needed and. It's nice to be able to rely also when I'm not uh, playing well that there is uh, also Stefan Georgiev that can make a change because the first game against Levski in the regular season at home, we lost exactly 2-0 two, the first sets. We were back and then he entered and he made change. So that's very nice here in Montana to be able to rely on other players as well coming from the bench. Yeah, congratulations uh, uh, in, in first place for for being in the semifinals and uh, yeah, yeah a lot you. of success uh, against against the team of Neftochimik. I'm sure that there will be a very uh, very nice matches to watch. Uh, let's let's go to to something which is uh, uh, 
very another very interesting line in this in this Austrian story because actually your teammate from the national team Alexander Tush uh, is the setter of uh, of Neftochimik and you face them uh, face him uh, in the in the semi final which is very very curious uh, I, I I presume that you are you are communicating him when you are both here in in, in Bulgaria even though you are uh, uh, enough comparatively a big distance uh, from uh, Borgas to, to Montana. Yes, uh, no, we keep communicating about the league and about stuff what's happening. Um, we are good friends. We are in the national team for, for I don't know, 10 years already. Uh, maybe us, the two setters, uh, we are like this for seven years now. So the only two Austrian setters are actually playing in Bulgaria. Um, So yeah, it will be nice to play against him um, and uh, also nice to see him and uh, also his, uh, his girlfriend and kid. He became a father recently. Uh, last time when we were there playing the cup, I was visiting as well. So it will be interesting and I think also something the Austrian volleyball world will follow a bit more now this best of five series. Yeah, uh, and let's talk about coaching because in 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 the first period as well uh, now in the in the second one uh, the head coach of montana is uh, daniel pev uh, he was a libero of the bulgarian national team in in some of our best years uh, uh, 2005 2006 2007 but how is he different from the coaches uh, you you've have worked uh, before and which is the best advice you have actually Uh, got from uh, from him. Um, yeah, first of all, I like him as a coach a lot. Um, not only because he's very competent and he really knows what he's doing. Um, he has also a way of uh, communicating that I like, and I feel like we before every game we make like a game plan together and talk on eye level. So he's not uh telling me what to do so no we actually also during the game we figure it out uh, together uh, on the same level somehow and this i appreciate a lot and um from this perspective uh i like him a lot and uh sorry what was the other question yeah mm -hmm. and which is, which is the best advice you you've got from him advice i got from him mm. hmm You have to think about it. It's 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 mainly uh, the system how we are reading the opponent. I think now it's pretty common. Um, a lot of teams that I mean, a lot of teams do this in in Bulgaria already. That they look at the stats and uh, the middle blocker has problems moving to the left side, so I try to use this or I play seven and back. And uh, this we do, and from this I learned a lot actually from this video analysis together with Bobby Nikolov. Um, and this is probably the biggest thing I've learned here, uh, how to read the opponent statistically and bring it on court as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, you, you again uh, overtake me with, 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 with the questions because my, my next question was just about that, about the, how, how, how you use the, the statistics. Because, for example, uh, there are different styles of coaching. Some coaches are more prone to, to ask uh, their setters just to, to do what, what they 
tell them. For example, mm. just in these situations, do this, in these situations, do that. And other coaches are giving more freedom to the to the setters. Uh, and so, which is which is your preferable preferable style, or probably something in between of both? Um, yeah, for me, it's actually I need the freedom. I I can't work when I have any restrictions. If a coach tell me. Um, don't play this ball in this situation. It gets stuck in my head and I feel a bit trapped and I, I need to be free. Um, what I need is some ideas before the game. Like, okay, we have the better attackers in the middle, so we use them with this and this call. Um, or as well, like I said, uh, if they have some weaknesses in block, like, okay, simple, a small setter or that we use them or that uh, they will follow, the middle blockers will follow our middle blockers for sure. So I try to play against this direction. So I play, uh, I call one and then I play in four. I call seven and I play in back and stuff like this. Or if teams just are bad at blocking at pipe, I will force more, focus more on pipe. But this is more like the general idea that is in, ba in the back of my head. Uh, I still decide freely. And if um, the coach has the feeling that I don't follow this game plan so much, he, he will tell me. And I like this a lot, but I still feel like I have the total freedom uh, to yeah. do what I want. But the, it also makes sense. So what the plan that we are doing totally makes sense. So there is also no need to play against it or not do it. Just if I don't have one ball in my fingers that day or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, very recently, uh, Jan Zimmermann, the, the setter of the German national team, uh, was a guest in the podcast, and I asked him about this common knowledge that uh, set uh, that uh, setter in position one rotation is very problematic for teams because the setters, uh, the outside hitters' positions are reversed. Do you think that this is something which is a, really a common knowledge, or is something that depends on the teams, depends on the attackers, depends on uh, on even even on the on the opponent on the other side? No, I believe it's it's pretty common. Yeah, exactly for the reasons. The opposite, 95% of the time spikes yeah. from the back. So he's not used to it so much. Um, I don't know. I, the skillful outside hitters, they don't mind. Some even I played with one, some that said, give me every ball in rotation one because I kill it. And they also did. So, yeah, it's mainly that the opposites are not uh, so... Um, yeah, they don't have the repetitions to spike from four so much, which gives also me less confidence because I don't know exactly what ball they might need or they need. Um, so I think, yes, it's a common problem. But uh, yeah, also not a huge. There are also other ways to solve it. And yeah. Yeah. Talking about tactics, for example, is interesting. Actually, very interesting for me, at least that that your next opponent, Neftuhimik, both of their outside hitters, at least the regular outside hitters, are left-handed. Kauyan Balabanov and uh, the Slovakian uh, Julius Firkal. So this, this is going to be very interesting how teams actually are, are adjusting to that because it's not it's for sure not, not common. Probably one of them, but, uh, but uh, all, all of them, uh, two, the two of them, both of them are, is a very, uh, very rare occasion in, in volleyball. Uh, even now yeah. and uh, yeah and my last question uh, is uh, can you name your dream team 
of players you have played with, not against, but only with, I mean, teammates of, of yours? Oh. In, including, yeah. for example, including the, the, national, the national team of Austria, of course. Okay, yeah. This, this question you should have <laughs> sent me more because, earlier because I had to think about it. Okay, it's an outside hitter. Yeah, no doubt Alexander Berger. Okay. He's for sure the best one I've ever played with. Um, not only from his physique, but also from reading, understanding the game. But yeah, if you are on the court with him, you can really tell, okay, this guy played in Italy with the big guys and had a very good education for that. Um, yeah, let's think. Okay, from the middle blockers, Uh, probably also Austrian national team, uh, Peter Wolfertstetter. He's in Benfica, Lisbon. Now he's fourth year, I think, even, and winning there a lot. Um, but also in Romania, uh, Michael Parkinson from the Dutch national team. Um, was also a very good. Yeah, uh, Dutch national, blocker. I believe. Yeah. Yes, in Dutch. Mm, let me think of the opposites. Last season, I played with a really good opposite from Germany, Christoph Marx. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He was, no, he no, I haven't. I haven't heard. Yeah, at he least for now, in, of course. <laughs> he's in Kifisia now. They are like fifth spot in uh, in Greece. Um, but he was very skillful. Uh, skillful. He played us in Germany a bit in Italy. But yeah, I have to think of the other teams. In France, Tony Krolis, the opposite, was also very good. He also was in the Dutch national team. Uh, we were there in the second league. Mm. Who else? Best libero, probably also from Austria. My roommate <laughs> in the national team, Philip Kreuz. He's in France for years already. He's in Cambrai, first league. Um, yes, what am I missing? No, I'm... Uh, A second outside hitter you need, I guess. Yeah, and, and you will be the setter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. wait. Uh, the, uh, no, I actually mm, never played with one setter that was like much better. I was still young and now I developed and I think I'm maybe on the same level. So, yeah, I guess I will be better. <laughs> yeah. Opposite also, Paul Buchecker from the Austrian national team, very good. Thomas Zass, also very good. Uh, for the opposite, it's really tough, to be honest. Yeah. Buchecker was injured for a while. We hope we have him now in the summer for the... He played European for Modena, League. right? He played he for Modena. Modena, yeah. Yeah, first in Ravenna. Um, he won there the CV Cup against Olympiakos. And then he got injured in the summer in the national team with his uh, meniscus. And he was in Modena, but mainly doing rehab. He played a few games there. And now he's in Sportoto in Turkey. And uh, it seems quite fine. His body seems okay. And he's killing it there. And yeah, we really hope that he will be in shape. And uh, yeah, we really need him to qualify um, for the European Championship this summer. We have yeah. Finland and Latvia in the group, just a group of three. And we need to be first or... or five second best teams hmm. yeah uh thanks and just uh, uh, at uh, at the end something pop up popped up uh actually uh 
did you learn some some Bulgarian or at least I mean for example words which can help you in in communicating because I'm sure that you communicate principally in English but but did you learn some some words in Bulgarian which are needed in the training process or during the matches yeah I mean understanding it it's already quite easy in in practice because okay it's always the same uh, volleyball uh, Bulgarian Bulgarian volleyball language um a day-to-day life i still try to do it in english but yeah of course the no the the standard phrases like drastic axi these kind of things i know and i pick up but i also have to admit i'm not trying to learn it now uh like this because yeah. I, i get along with english and yeah, yeah. i'm Exactly. Yeah, most most of the uh, time in Bulgaria, uh, English is English is quite fine. At, at le- uh, especially in, in along uh, yeah, among uh, younger younger people, but not not only yes. younger people anymore. So this is fine. So Max, uh, thank you again for for being in the in the podcast, and uh, I wish you a lot of luck with Montana in the in the in the semifinals against Neftohimik, of course. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, so dear listeners or dear viewers, thank you again for uh, for being in the podcast. I hope uh, I'm sure that that you've liked uh, the podcast with Max Taller and I hope that you're going to watch or listen to us again uh, in the next episode uh, of it. Uh, thank you again and uh, see you soon. Bye bye.